With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night, but up the top of the tower, it can mean only one thing. We are the Fight Disciples. And I'm Nick Peter, and this is the very best. The next hour is the very best of Merseyside fight sports, everything to do with boxing, mixed martial arts. This is the only port of call every week. If you're a regular listener, you know we have some of the best guests and some of the biggest stars of the city. And coming up on tonight's show, I'm definitely going to give you a little bit of a taste of Cage Warriors 101, which goes down this coming weekend, this Saturday night at the Exhibition Centre next to the MS Bank Arena. Absolutely tons of local talent involved in there, including a local derby. Um, more of that to come a little bit later on. And I'm delighted to say I've had some fantastic guests over the last couple of years of doing this show, you know, some of the Liverpool's biggest stars. And I think sometimes it's the special guests and the ones a little bit offbeat that you enjoy most of all. I know a couple of weeks ago I had uh, author Billy Moore in uh, studio. Absolutely fascinating story. And delighted to say I've got another slightly unusual guest, you could say, in with me tonight. Uh, pro referee, A-star referee, Mark Lyson joins me in the studio. Thanks for your time, mate. Much appreciated. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, sounds good. I've been wanting you to come in for a while, Mark. Obviously, I, I keep bumping into you at shows and everything else. Yeah. And um, obviously, your take on, on pro boxing, your view as the third man, is completely different with 99.9% of the guests that I have uh, obviously coming into the yeah. studio. Now, according to BoxRec, you've now refed 721 pro fights. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I, th- I think it was over 700. Yeah, whatever, 721 yeah. pro fights, 10 years. This is your 10th year now as a, oh, as a pro referee. Yeah, yeah, since I got my licence. 2009, yeah. Thanks, yeah. yeah. Um, the journey into it, obviously, you've, you, you know, you've done everything from, from social clubs right through to you know the biggest arenas, Manchester Arena and everything else. And uh, you've, you've, you've refed debutants, you've refed... Current world champions, I think Josh yeah. Warrington and was one of your first. Yeah, done, first done Josh in one of his early fights. Yeah, quite a few of them as they were coming up. Uh, you know, coming up through the ranks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I suppose done it all. Uh, four rounders up to the the twelve rounders. I'm only just just now doing me. You know, the twelve rounders now. I've only I only uh, in August I, I become what's called an A star referee. So. I'm, uh, which is the highest you can go, and now I'm uh, affiliated with the the WBC, the World Boxing Council, yeah. and the EBU. So uh, hopefully, this you know the next six months or so, I'll get my first world title. Brilliant. I've done done British and Commonwealth, and I've done uh, European. I went to I went to France, to Marseille, to do my first um, European, was which was brilliant, great experience to be honest. The way he was at Marseille's football ground, like brilliant. it was a big event in France. Yeah, uh, live on their t- TV and all that, and it, it was brilliant. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Has that been the most enjoyable fight? Would you say so far? Um, just because of the magnitude of it. Yeah, I don't know about the most enjoyable fight, but the most enjoyable um, may, maybe occasion, you know, uh, event. Because it, I say um, the way it was at Marseille's ground and all that, and then uh, even the the bit like I obviously I I don't speak any other language. Like I'm uh, 
just about speak English, like. And uh, <laughs> we went, uh, you know, I had to speak with the boxers. Both boxers were French. And I, I found myself like, um, I don't know if you've been on Aldi where you... You don't do speak, that, yeah. You, do you're that on thing, did I you? am the referee. I, you know, <laughs> you, you like doing talking like that to them, but uh, yeah, it was boxing. Then on the night when we went to the arena, they said um, they'll play the national anthem for you, and I, I thought they were winding me up anyway. Seeing these girls in the ring, one with a Union Jack and one with the French flag, and that, and I get in. He said, stand next to her, and the next thing, they start playing "God Save the Queen." The, Cameras right up on you, like, and uh, to be honest, they were dead respectful. The crowd, I, I, I wasn't sure in France if they would, but they all, uh, they all stood up for the British national anthem, which I thought was nice, like yeah, as well. You know, it's unusual. I played the national anthem with the referee, yeah. but that yeah, just shows yeah, how was, integral yeah. the third man is in a boxing ring. Yeah, I tell you what else was funny about it. I mean, like I say, I don't speak any other language, but at the end of the fight, you know, get them both in the middle, like in the MCs, you know rattling it off and I just thought it's time to listen out for one of the names and I thought as soon as one of them get announced the winner their, their arm will jump. go anyway so yeah, yeah. well it was a draw wasn't it so I'm there and he rabbits on and then uh, I, I sort of like look at him and he goes it's a draw you know both fans because I'm just stood there for about five seconds but <laughs> don't know what to do you know didn't know we'd won the French oh, yeah. word for draw, then that's what you need to learn oh, next, yeah, time. Yeah. next time. At least you know now, when you go to Mexico to do a WBC title yeah, fight, you'll need to learn yeah. the Spanish word for draw just in case. Yeah. What, did you, because obviously I, I want to talk to you about this because I think this is unusual in, in, in fight sports in terms of if you're a mixed martial arts official, you will only ever referee the fight. You will never score a fight. Now it's completely yeah. different in boxing. In Brit Britain, yeah. Yeah, if it's a non title fight, obviously you, you have to score the fight as well. Yeah. Which is. But it's like double the job, really. You yeah, think about it like I that. think so. I think, obviously, when you're doing title fights and you've got judges, you do feel like a little bit of pressure's off because you're just actually, you know, taking care of the action, you know, any anything in the ring. But when you score a fight, whether it's a four-round or whatever, you, you've got to really pay attention to who's, who's doing the better work, who's landing the cleanest shots. You know, even defensively, who's the, the better boxer, really. So, yeah. I suppose there is a bit of pressure. I think we're the only country that does it as well in yeah. uh, over in Britain. Like it is unusual. Yeah. Do you, at what stage? Because obviously you say that you've progressed now to European level. Hopefully, you know that world title level will be next, no doubt. When you start out, then you don't score the fights though yourself, do you? You have you have like a shadow. Yeah. Referee. Well, when when if you want me to set the process, like when you first start off as a, a referee, you. Well, first you go to like an area council meeting. The I don't know if you know the British boxing boards. We have seven areas in Britain: yeah, uh, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, um, northern area, central area, which is us, yeah, uh, southern area, and Wales. If I mentioned Wales, Midlands. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, you go to a council meeting and you tell them what experience you've got in boxing, what's your interest, and they will uh, they they will then say if they recommend you to go forward as a referee and you do what's called uh, your scoring tests. Um, you have a score, but you sat ringside and you're scoring the fight. Obviously, it's not the official score and they, they have to keep getting sent in to check that, you know, you're not you're not well off with all your scoring all the time. And uh, and you do that for about 12 months. Like So although you're doing your scoring, you're also, you know, watching the referee, how, did, how they're interacting with the boxer, some... Obviously, some referees like to stay close to the action, some further away. And you you actually 
pick up your own way of doing it, but you're watching that as well. It's enjoyable though, because you're there ringside watching the fights. You know, oh, I was yeah, made yeah. up and I was starting doing it because rather than buying a ticket, I'm, I'm here. I'm thinking, oh, brilliant! Yeah, you know. What's the first thing they look at? Do you have to have so many amateur fights as a referee first? Do you have to? No, refer- I, no? I never ref- refereed amateur, but they, they like to know you've got an interest or some involvement. Yeah. I mean, I, I did box amateur, not at, at a great level, but. Uh, a boxed amateur. I've always been instead. Went to loads of amateur shows, you know, as a fan. And and so the pro shows, like you know, where uh, we used to f- follow a lot of the pro shows. My brother-in-law was um, mates with Richie Wenton. We used to go to his shows and that. Uh, and Everton Park was a regular at, yeah. in the nineties and whatever, you know. And obviously we went to the uh, what the Nark in the park. Nark if you remember, Neri and Holligan, brilliant. I mean, I was living in Anfield, so it's. Five minutes from my front door, yeah. brilliant. Yeah. At that time, are you going to events with the lads, you know, enjoying boxing socially, but thinking, I'd love to be a part of the sport, I'd love to be involved yeah, more, get um, back involved again? Yeah, I think it's it, because when, when I finished amateur boxing, like not that, like I say, I never had any great career, but I always kept thinking, I'll go back, I'll go back, and the years fly over, and you're going out with your mates drink, and then you're on the ale one night, and I go, oh, I'm going back, and, you know, you don't. And, uh, the old I, did, I, was go, I was going to the shows and then as the years creep up and then I thought I, I want to be involved again and and then I just thought oh referee I'd like to have a go with that you know so yeah. do you know, do you know I, that? Uh, when you go to the area you know the central area council and say you sit down and you, and you walk in you, you know you're on the agenda you go and you say listen this is my background I want to be a referee do you have to start as a judge first because obviously referee a judge and no fights, no, no you, you you only become a judge as your referee you know you you do your scoring test, which is they call it, you know, you just ringside doing your scoring, but um no, you only become a judge yeah once you're a referee, you know, like an A standard referee. You start can judge the English title or Commonwealth and whatever. So yeah, obviously I, I judge now where uh, any any fights obviously, but um yeah, that's that that's uh, that the process. But when you, when I went to the area council, like central area council at the time, uh, when when you walk in there's a lot of you know, well-known faces on the were on the council. Brendan Ingle was on it. Dominic was on it. And, you know, a few other. When you walk in, it was a little bit daunting because you you recognise these people. You know, from shows you've been going to or yeah. or watching on the telly. But it it's brilliant. But it's same as like when the the boxers go for their license or a trainer. They have to go before the area council. Same sort of thing. You know, and yeah. they have to sell them justify yeah, themselves why yeah, they can get a pro license. Yeah. Because uh, I always thought that when you started, you probably thought you probably have to start as a, a timekeeper, maybe ringing the yeah, bell. Yeah, you can do if you want. Slow yeah. progression. Yeah, up through that way. You can do. I mean, some of the timekeepers just wanted to solely be a timekeeper. Some start off as inspectors. Uh, I think that's the normal process now. They they like you to do a few years as an inspector, where you know you're checking gloves and you're doing uh, check weights and you're in the dressing rooms, you know, and watching how they they're wrapping their hands and all this stuff. I mean, some stay being inspected because they're quite happy, yeah. happy doing that, you know. And uh, it's a very important role, to be honest, in it, inspector. But um, I, I particularly didn't. I didn't really understand the role of inspector at the time. When I, when I first asked, they said there was no requirement for referees, but uh, you could be an inspector if you want. There, it wasn't really for me, you know. The the way it was put to me, they said they like uh, R I's and A's of boxing, the 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 police boxing all that. And I thought, oh, it doesn't sound right I'm for me. I'm but... me. I don't want to be a cop. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but to be honest, like they they have a, a a proper important role like in boxing the inspectors. Like, yeah. Do you remember the first fight you ever refed? Um, as a trialist, it was at um, 
one in Northgate Arena in uh, in Chester there and um can't, do you know what? I can't remember the names of them now. Bloody hell. It was a draw, you know. Buckley uh, versus Mills, That's was it? right, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think Steve Gray might have been scoring for me because you still had a scoring referee outside when you were a, yeah. a trialist. And uh, it was it was a good fight, like really close. Well, it was a draw. But um, I don't know if I, I controlled the action that would do, but it was a scrappy fight. I, I can remember, like, and yeah. I can remember getting out and thinking, bloody hell's hard than I thought that, because it was a, a proper scrappy fight, to be honest. But, that, but then that's a good one to start with, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Quite a, yeah. quite a close fight. Yeah. Because you've realised, yeah. oh, okay. You know, I didn't really know at the time about calling timeouts and speaking to them and cleaning it up, you know, and act professional, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, all as we do now, you know, you speak to them and that. Yeah. I mean, most boxers, as you know, they, they're respectful anyway. They, they, you know, 99% of boxers are really nice kids. Like they, of they, course. They, and they, but they've, when they've come through the amateur ranks, they, I mean, the amateur clubs are brilliant. They, they learn respect and discipline. And they, they do listen to you when you're in there. You know, it's... I don't think it's like football referees where they, they're getting, you know, shout... Well, they might shout at us behind our back, but to our face, most of them are really respectful and that. Yeah. Not... not Saying they always agree with your decisions, whatever your decision is, but it's it's a respectful sport, I think, boxing. Of course. And people who don't follow boxing don't really understand that. I've had people when, you know, I've told them I'm involved in boxing, oh, I don't like that, it's, uh, they're all bullies or thugs. Or, so you haven't got a clue, you haven't got a clue. Bullies don't survive, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a disciplined sport. Yeah. The, um, when you had Steve Gray shadowing you then when you first started, how long does that last? It was about, uh, might have been about 12 months you do your, your oh, trial. Oh, right, okay, so yeah. it's a good few fights. Six, 12 months, yeah, yeah, you do quite a few, yeah. And I'm guessing then, so after you're, the you're, fights... You're actually taking care of the action, and you you do score it, but yours isn't the official score, you see. Yeah. You have someone outside, like I do now if we have a trialist, and you're scoring a fight, and actually, if you wanted to stop the fight, you come from outside the ring. I mean, I don't think it really happens, you, of course. you know, but... Um, if you've seen someone getting hammered and the ref wasn't doing nothing, you'd, you'd stand up in. and shout, stop the fight, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, you still have control as the outside referee, that, as the official referee. As if you were in the ring yeah. kind of thing. So, after that, do you, as, will a trialist then say, you've got a trialist, you're, you're, you're scoring for a trialist now. After the fight, will you say to him, go on, let's have a look at your card, and why did yeah, you do yeah, that? Yeah, both cards get sent in together. Oh, right, okay. And to be honest, most of the time on the on the smaller shows, you, you, you can... You know, they, there's the they whole corner, yeah, yeah. You know, you know how the, the, the game works. I mean, a lot of the time, you, you get a lot of a prospect against a journeyman, and it's probably easier to score a lot of the time than, than ones. Um, yeah, we, we do that, and we give them a bit of feedback, you know, tell them if they, they haven't called, you know, low blows or anything. We try and have a little talk to them about that and stuff. But yeah, it's good. It's just bringing other people through, like in that. Yeah. How, how does it work in terms of money? Do you get do you get paid per fight, or do you get paid per event? No, per per event. Oh right, okay. It, yeah, it's not a great great deal of money. To be honest, to me, when I especially when I first started, it was just a hobby. I mean, I, I love the sport. To be honest, and uh, that's that's what it's done for. But yeah, you just get paid per you know per promotion. Like right. you go to a show, you have a, a set fee. For, for how many bouts you do, yeah. Yeah, so you might only ref two, but you might be judging another four or, or yeah, another two or whatever do, it yeah, may be. Because I mean, I've seen, was it last yeah. year you did six at the Echo Arena? It was a matchroom uh, show, I think, I, and I, I'm sure been. you did six, and well, I was the, like, Phew. The most had done one night, I'd done, done nine, one night in Victoria Warehouse in Manchester, and that was only because that night, 
There should have been a show in Wigan. I think it might have been one in Liverpool and one at, anyway, the other two got scrapped. I think a couple, couple of lads pulled out. So there was 15 fights on in this show in Manchester. I, and I ended up doing that. And I mean, Enzo, luckily, there's a few early... So Enzo Machinelli was on that night. He had a first-hand stoppage and a couple others, you know, early. But, yeah, I enjoy it. Though. So, it, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm greatly fit, but I'm fit enough. You know, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, is, the, is the money the same as well if it's Victoria Warehouse or it's Manchester Arena or Wembley Yeah, well, it, it depends. If, if it's a bigger purse... Bill, right. you know, you can... It reflects. You can, yeah, you can be on more. Oh, right, not okay. greatly more. It's more so when you're doing your title fights and all that. All so, so AJ at Wembley, fights. that's... Financially, that's a big one for the yeah, referee. But, they, but I guess it's kudos as much I as think, anything I as well. I think for the, your undercard, though, you'd probably just Standard. get more or less the same, yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you're just solely reffing the undercard. Obviously, if you're reffing the, the title fights, you get more whatever's set at that. That yeah. feel like, yeah. Wow, it's brilliant. I'm f- yeah. Listen, absolutely fascinating. Uh, stick with us. More to come after the break. Uh, as I say, I'm going to do a little tickle about Cage Warriors later on in the show, but I'll say Mark, Mark Lyson's in the studio with me, A-star referee, and a uh, little bit more from him after the break. Find out why boxing. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I was going to listen, get stuck into Mark about his upbringing, about growing up in Anfield and why boxing and everything else. But first and foremost, I need to just rewind the conversation we've just that during the commercial break there about scoring. Now, this European title fight that Mark was involved in the back end of last year, Shirat and uh, Kospalite, it was a draw. One re- one judge went one way, one judge went the other, and one scored as a draw down the middle. And we were just saying there, Mark, off here, when, you, when it comes to scoring fights outside the ring, that it, it only takes a close round for one judge to go, well, I like aggression, well, I like counter, I like the yeah. way he slips, you know. And then you've got a two-point two swing points, straight, straight away. away. Yeah, If you go for what... if. Obviously, if, it, if it's a clear round, we should be going the same, shouldn't we? But if it's a really close round, and like you say, you just like one fella's work more, and I like the other fella, what he does, maybe a little bit more cuter defensively. Well, straight away, we've got a two-point difference. If we have two or three rounds like that, and you're going one way and I'm going the other... Six points you, you know, that you could, yeah, And yeah. It, it looks awful on paper, but it's and it's been a close fight, and you think, well, why has he gone yeah. that way? And he's But that's what can happen as well. Like, of you know, course. And like we say, it's a subjective sport. It's not clear cut like in football, a ball across the line to goal. In boxing, it's it's kind of what you like. You're watching, you're trying to see who's you know who's working the better, landing the cleaner shots. The more aggressive, normally. I mean, you can get someone boxing on the back foot who's fantastic. You know, you've seen Mayweather do it for years. Defensively, he's fantastic, and he yeah. he's not the normally the aggressive, but he's winning. So yeah, it's uh, it's just watching all that, and then sometimes, some someone ten rows back, they can't see shots are landing on the gloves or on their arms. Not not all these. You can be the aggressor and look like you win the fight, but you're not landing. You know, yeah. the other fella can be really cute and just maybe not throw as many shots, but he's landing these nice little uppercuts and little little shots in. Inside, but it's all like I say, it's a it's subjective, subjective sport. Yeah, you, you it's must what we get all that, like, of course. It? You must you must get that. Mo- Obviously, you've got the best view in the house. You know, as the third man in there, you can see everything. So when when someone will throw a big overhand right, and you can see the guy's parried it away, and he's countered with something himself, but the crowd will go, yeah. and, and they're all cheer, and you're in there, you must be thinking, that hasn't even landed. Because yeah, I've gone ballistic, that's say, not even landed. To be honest, you try, and, you try and switch off from the crowd and all yeah. that, like, and just concentrate, really. But, yeah, I mean, there's some rounds, like, obviously I'm a fan more than just a referee. I, I love boxing. 
And there's some rounds I go back to the corner and I feel like just stand there clapping because these two lads have given everything that yeah, round. Yeah. I think, brilliant. Of course. I, you know, it's a great sport. I, well, I think it anyway. And yeah. you do yourself. Of course, like. yeah, yeah, of course. Um, do you think, obviously, in football now, we're seeing the introduction of VAR and they're saying it's going to come in to every game soon. And Do you think there's any technology? Do you think that would make boxing better or worse, you know, to, to have an earpiece in where someone goes, you've just missed a low blow there, stop the action, take a point up, I, you know what I mean? I don't think so, really. I mean, you never know in the future about what will happen, but I, I just think you can't keep stopping the action, you know, for nothing. Uh, it, it takes too long in boxing. I mean, you, you're giving someone an advance, then if, you, if you're if you beating me up type of thing and then I'm stopping you for to say... I mean, you, you do have to stop people if they are, you know, in, causing fouls, whatever... But just stopping you because someone's telling you on an airpiece, you'd be stopping the action all the time. And then yeah. they're talking about watching replays. Well, this other fit, the fit lads anyway, they, in 10 or 15 seconds you're watching the replay, they've recovered. You know, and and that, the other boxers lost his advantage then. I, I don't I don't really think it's a future in boxing. And, and to be honest, in football, I'm not a big lover of it either. Like, yeah, you know, I like, I like uh, although I don't really go to match now, but I like to go to the pub afterwards and have a little little bit of banter about we should have had a pen or we shouldn't have had yeah. a pen. Or watch the, watch the replay. Is he offside? Is he not offside? That's we've, all part of the game. Yeah, isn't we've it? done it for years. I mean, you know, we go to the pub and you have a little bit of banter about it, and, and it's, it's all part and parcel. And yeah, it's it is so, what it is. So you say yeah. you, you lived over in America for a spell. What was your upbringing then? You you were it, obviously yeah. born in Liverpool. Yeah, I was born in Anfield. Yeah, well, me, me dad's American. You see, my dad was over here with the US Air Force and. Uh, not when I was born, he was out the Air Force by then. I'm the youngest, like, I've got older sisters and brother and that. And uh, they'd lived in America when they were young and that. Anyway, my dad, they come back to Liverpool. My mum was from Liverpool, like an only child. Uh, so uh, I was born in Anfield, grew grew up here. We lived in Norris Green for a while. And to be honest, my dad was a big boxing fan. That's what kind of got me into boxing. When I'm being American, I don't think he was overly into football. Yeah. Though we liked Liverpool, he... He wasn't a big football fan, so we liked the boxing, and I used to get up and watch shows with him and all this, or listen to the radio, you know, any of the big fights from the States. And um, my, dad, my dad had seven brothers, like, and some of them boxed, you know, in America, like. Yeah. And uh, loads of my cousins, they, there's loads of them in the States all boxed, so we used to get lots of newspaper clippings and all that sent over. So I, I loved it then. It was, like, into me then, and... Uh, one of my cousins, well, quite a few of them done well, state champions and all that, but I know where uh, Tommy fought uh, Michael Spinks twice in the amateurs. Oh, wow. If 74 and the 76 Olympic trials, he uh, he got beat by him, but uh, he he was really good to uh, me, one of my cousins, Tom. So when um, when I got, got to, I, I did used to muck about, go to a few clubs in Liverpool. I first went to St. Teresa's when I was about eight in Norris Green, uh, I think uh, Jack Tanzi used to be the trainer then. And, you know, we'd muck about, we'd go for a bit. And then, anyway, as the years went by, we'd, a few of my mates would join a club for a few months. And then and you, I got to about 14 and I was uh, getting into little bits of bother. Not not in serious, you know, just kids like. And uh, I think my dad could see I was getting in the wrong crowd. I was, I was becoming like a little bit of a scally type of thing, you know, mucking around the streets and that. And, uh I don't know if that was part of the reason why when I left school we went to America like we um up in North Dakota which was a 
completely different. From, say, from Liverpool, big city, like New little town we lived in was Williston, 20,000 people. Wow. So within two weeks of being there, I joined the boxing club because I had cousins there and that. And um, Is that where your dad was from? Up that yeah, way? North Dakota, Dakota yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And that's why I think they all... My dad had seven brothers, so there was eight, eight boys and seven of them all joined the military to get away type of thing because they're from this little town and there's nothing, there's nothing there, just farmland around. Well, he wasn't from Williston. Actually, Williston was a big town to where my dad was from. Right. Dad was from a little, a little town, partial. Um, so yeah, they, and it, at our club was a. You, you might have remembered him, Virgil Hill, boxer. Of course. Yeah, he was. He, I was me and him were big mates. Like he went the '84 Olympics. He actually yeah, fought yeah. one of our own, and he fought Schumacher. That's right. Uh, beat Schumacher and he got a silver that year. Uh, Virgil went on to be WBA light heavyweight champion and yeah. cruiserweight champion. It was brilliant, Virgil. Like he was, a, he was a, when I first knew him. He was a light middle in the amateurs, then middle. Uh, obviously, as a pro, he was light heavy and cruiser. Yeah. But, uh, yeah so were you been... were you in the gym at the, around that time when he was going, yeah, yeah, getting we, ready we, for the Olympics and all that? Yeah, but well, oh. he he was on the US team then, so he was going to Colorado, where uh, Colorado Springs for that's where the US boxing team were uh, set up all this high altitude uh, training. So yeah, but. In the build-up to the 84 Olympics, we come back to Liverpool then. Because uh, my mum had already come home. They say my mum's an only child. Her mum was ill, my gran. She lived in Anfield. So uh, me and my dad were out there by our own for about nine, ten months. And then my dad was saying, we're going back to England. And I wasn't... I was all for staying because I had a girlfriend. I was doing all right at the box and he had mates and all that. Yeah. And my dad said, I can't leave you. Your mother go mad. So <laughs> come home. And even when I come home, I thought... Uh, uh, I just thought I'd come home, see my mates, my family, and I thought four or five months later I'd be going back over to the States. Me, <coughs> excuse me, me and Virgil had even talked about like getting a, a flat, an apartment together at one point. You know, all, all talk when you're young lads, like, yeah. and all that. Because me, me and him were good mates then. And uh, well, obviously it didn't happen. To st I stayed here, I got a girlfriend here, I ended up getting married, all that stuff. And uh, I went out to Kirby for a while, um, my dad, because my dad was always get back into because I dad over in the states had had seventeen fights and won fifteen of them like just lost lost the two so I think my dad uh, and he knew it was you know it was giving me that little bit of discipline if I went back to the gym and I used to go back but I wasn't dedicated to you know I'd come back from this little town back to Liverpool and my mates are all going out into town on the ale and you know everything else that goes with so. I wanted to be doing that. So yeah. we, I was in the gym, like, especially Friday night, and you're thinking, oh, I can't wait for this to finish with it. But out in town tonight, there's, there's all the waiting for me there, yeah? Yeah, you know, and so I wasn't, wasn't dedicated enough. Yeah. But it, I Have used you ever to, been yeah. back to the... Have you ever been back to Which, the US? States? Yeah, 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 go... Went last year, yeah, go regular. They have um, family reunions and that. When I say regular, I had years where it didn't go as the kids were growing up because they didn't have the money, but... Uh, yeah, I've been been to a few like family reunions and stuff, and there's loads of them. Cause my dad, my dad was from twelve. He had four sisters, seven brothers, like, wow. and got loads of cousins, like, and like I say, loads of them boxed at a decent, decent standard amateur. None of them really. I don't think any of them turned pro because there wasn't a big call for pro boxing in North Dakota, like. Yeah, yeah. Even now, I don't think I think Virgil puts on a couple of shows in North Dakota now and again, but uh, yeah. It's, so yeah, I do go over and visit like and and that like, yeah. Wow, yeah. It's so good. boxing's been this 
huge factor in your life. Oh, I've loved it. Uh, yeah. You know, throughout the entire time. I mean, when I was a kid as well, you know, obviously Muhammad Ali was on, on the scene and uh, I just loved everything about him, you know, his poems and everything. And at the time, some people didn't like him because people wanted him to get beaten because he, yeah. he wasn't always loved like he is now or in these latter years. But uh, I did. I, he was my idol growing up, Ali. Still, I used to be able to reel off everything about him, you know, where he's born, his date of birth, who he fought. I was fascinated with him growing up. Yeah. I still read books on him now. Like, we've, got, we've just been to Tenerife and I've just bought a new Ali book to read while I was on holiday then. It's just like a... He's been like a massive part of my life, and I never, never even got to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, with so much experience in the sport. Then why, when you came back, why was it officiating and why not coaching? That that seems to be yeah, the obvious I question. I don't, I don't know. I think um, I did help out a little bit with with kids. I don't know. Just with my, my kids growing up, it just never seemed to have time, and you just the years go go by. Like, and to be honest, it was I was going to match a lot as well then, and uh, everything. You know, all my mates were going to match, and my brother-in-law be going all over with Liverpool. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just, just the years just went by, and then I'm thinking they've passed me by these years, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. The um, at this stage, as, as the as the officiating, is it playing out how you imagined it would, or is it better than you imagined um, it would? Or I wasn't sure. Yeah, maybe better because I didn't know if I'd make it. Because not a, every referee makes it to star class. What they call it, a star. And uh, yeah, it's a, a big thing, really. That to be honest, because we've got other referees, really good referees who've been refereeing twenty years, whatever, and they're still a referees. You know, and they, they might never make it to to a star, or whatever. But uh, yeah, it was a big, big thing. I'm really happy where I've got to, and I'm just looking forward to the the future getting in. You know, some really nice big fights, like yeah. But I'm a, like I say, I'm a fan, so it's nice even just sitting ringside watching some of these lads, you know, and. I still, I still get to, you know, quite a few amateur shows down Liverpool. I was at Gemini show last Friday, and that, and uh, actually two of my nieces lads, they they're doing well. They boxed on that, like. Uh, Are they at Gemini? Yeah, Gemini. Yeah, Lennon and uh, Frankie Skeggs. Lennon just won the Schoolboys last year. Oh right, okay. And uh, I think he might go to Derry's show. This he's got one on Friday in the Broadway, and yeah, that's right. Yeah, so yeah. I might, I might end up going to that as well, like. So basically, you're similar to yourself. You know, you. We're both living out our passions about ah, fight yeah, sports, yeah. but from a, you know different angles, if you like, yeah. alternative angles and what people what's traditional. Yeah. But the the reffing thing fascinates me just because, you know, <clears throat> and I'd say this if you win in the studio, I think you're a brilliant referee. Oh, but I also <laughs> think there's some bad referees. I do. Yeah, I think there's some poor referees. Yeah. But the British Boxing Board of Control to be an official with the British Boxing Board of Control, who when you speak to anybody universally say. That they've got the best regulations, uh, the best I, safety I control, so, yeah. the best everything else, and we, you know, we all complain about them sometimes. The Blazer yeah, Brigade, course, yeah. oh my God, how many oops have you got to jump through? But that's why the British yeah. Boxing Board of Control is so well respected. I, I think so as well, you know, because like I've just said, the process for for the referee in Britain to go through, and you've got to be up to star class before you can do a world title. You see some referees in the in the states; they've done forty fights in the the ref in a world title fight, and you're thinking. Surely that's not right. Surely yeah. you've got to rein your spares a bit, and you've got to go through through the system. But I think our system is really good. The British Boxing Board, you know, after like I say, you trialist, and then you become a B referee, where you can do anything up to eight rounds. You do that for a number of years. If you you're good enough and you everything, you move up to A star, where you can do up to ten rounds. So you're doing your area titles and that, which 
your area titles, you, you've you've obviously watched loads and they're brilliant. Yeah. Area titles. Some of these lads might never go any further, you know, t- title-wise. So that area title, the two well-matched lads from, you know, they, I'm not saying always from the same city, but from the same Touching area. Distance, of course. And uh, they're brilliant fights. Like, these lads give it everything. I have an ultimate respect for them, for all boxers. Like, even, if, you know, you see your journeyman's in the sport and... People look at a bit of paper and say, "Oh, he's lost eighty fights. He's won five. They they can box. Yeah. They can box, but they they know what they've got a role type of thing. They know, when you turn over as a pro, you, you know yourself. Unless you've got a, you know, you've been the Olympics or the Commonwealths or got a stellar amateur career. It's a it's an hard game turning pro. So, yeah. Yeah. If you can't sell tickets, you end up on the road. Yeah, and you're the opponent then. Yeah, you know, you're fighting a prospect and they. It can you can still do well, have it? Because when Sam Eggington turned over, he was on the road. That's he nice. was just thought he was going to be a journeyman. I, I can remember refing him in one of his early fights up in Scarborough, and he was the away fighter. He, he won like, he, and I thought, then he looks good, this kid. But he was just you know fighting on the road. But he he worked his way up, you know, to to a home fighter type of thing. You of know, it's a tough old game. Oh yeah, and I have ultimate respect, even even for lads who are the prospects. It, Selling tickets, making weight. It's a tough game. I had two in here last week. Two young yeah. lads, Meshach Spear and uh, and Bradley Stander, who hasn't even made his pro debut yet. And, they, and they're there, they're grinding away. Yeah. They're out selling tickets, you know. And it's, it's <clears> going to be That's part of the job. Yeah, part of the job, you know, driving and around, it, dropping off tickets, collecting the money. Say to anyone, if it, if it could, like, you know, where anyone who's, who's interested in boxing, who wants to go to a show, try and buy off the, the boxers if you can. If you look on Twitter or then they put a boxer's name in, and most of them have got you know, Social Twitter media. stuff yeah, and that. Yeah. And try, try and buy it. it. It helps them if you can buy tickets off some of these boxes because it's a tough old game. They, they go on these deals where they've got to sell X amount of tickets and they're paying for their opponent most That's of right. like, and that. So I say unless you can sell tickets, it's one, well, it's a tough game even if you can sell tickets, but some of them, the, the, the boxing side of it, they can do no problem, but... It's the other side, they're selling the tickets and Not everything else. Getting out and pounding the streets. They're making weight and the dedication of missing parties, you know, and all this. It, it's, it's all part and parcel, you know, of of their career. like Without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. Uh, you're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City's Talk. Stick with us. My name is Nick Pete uh, in the studio with Mark Lyson. Coming up in part three, I promise you I'm going to give you that little Cage Warriors preview ahead of the big show on Saturday night this weekend. And you know what? I'll get Mark's take on mixed martial arts as well. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'd like to say Mark Lyson, A-star referee, still joins me in the studio. Uh, before we wrap on with Mark, I just want to tee up that Cage Warriors event this weekend. Cage Warriors 101 at the Exhibition Centre on Saturday night. Tickets are still available. Tickets will be available on door. 16 bouts, unreal, 16 bouts taking place. There's a full Northwest amateur card which I think is, looking at that now, seven fights on the amateur card early on. God, this card must start about four o'clock. Then we go into the pro prelims and then obviously the main event uh, at the Exhibition Centre, Saturday Night Cage Warriors 101. Absolutely outstanding stuff. I'll be down there, definitely some big uh, Liverpool names on the rise, on the undercard, Mick Stanton, um, that Tim Barnett versus Adam Ventry all Merseyside fight which is going to be an absolute cracker Brian Crichton's in a big fight as well and in the main event uh, Darren Till's training partner Tom Aspinall makes his heavyweight debut going to be an absolutely brilliant night as I say tickets will be available on the door they're selling fast though I know Till and a few others are going to be down there uh, 
Um, the live cameras are there from UFC Fight Pass, BT Sport. It's going to be a hell of a night. So uh, if you fancy a bit of mixed martial arts, fancy supporting the lads, get down there on Saturday night. Um, we were just talking then, Mark, off air about your journey and you know your life has been so encapsulated by boxing, by this sport. Yeah. And, you know, two years ago, I, I was part of the boxing community that supported you through a terrible time in your life. And at the time, I was thinking, we may I may, we may not see Mark in boxing again. You, yeah. you don't know how things that happen. Obviously, your daughter Hannah passed yeah, away. When, uh, yeah, it's hard. When, when Hannah got ill and all that, when she first got ill and she was in class, but it's not. Hannah didn't want me taking any time off the boxing. Well, obviously, my head was, uh, I can't say it on here, but, uh, you know, um, and it, it, anyone can understand it was a tough time, but um, I carried on until till she really got ill. And we were in uh, the Christie in Manchester and the doctor told me and the wife that, um, you know, they give us the diagnosis that she wasn't going to get well, like, and... Uh, so I got in touch with the boxing board and said, just take me off any appointments indefinitely. And when Hannah passed away, like the end of January, 28th of January, um, I, I did feel like I was just going to pack it all in. Like, not just boxing, my life just felt like felt like packing everything in. Like, of course. And uh, me and the wife talked about it and all that, and she said, Hannah was proud of what I was doing and all that, and... She'd rather went back. I got back in touch with the board. Board were great. They said take twelve months off if you want. And that, like I just said to you, if, if it took twelve months off, I'd have never gone back. Um, so I got in touch with them and said, from March, put me back on the appointments, and the rest is is there. Like I mean, it's the the, the boxing community were brilliant. I, I don't if you know the weekend when Hannah passed. Every UK show, I think there was only the three that weekend. One in Belfast, one in. Uh, the Midlands and uh, the one in London that Eubank was on the the ITV. They all done like a ten bells tribute to me, which nice. is, uh, which is out of the ordinary, really, for a non-participant to do a, a ten bells tribute. But Hannah, she she had contacted, uh, she got diagnosed with bowel cancer, and um, it was she was very young to have it. Actually, a consultant, she was the youngest he'd ever seen in forty years. She was she was nineteen. And it's in more of an elderly complaint. So, uh, so um, the uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, but it, yeah, it was just a, obviously can understand a difficult time. Of course. And, uh, and a few years before that, when it was uh, my other daughter had leukemia as well. I don't know if you can remember. I had a bad year there, 2013. My mum went in a coma seven weeks. Passed away two weeks later. Uh, Katie gets diagnosed with leukemia. So, I mean, it, that was a, a really tough time as well. He had a bit of time off from the boxing then, but uh, you've, you've got to try and get on with life. Like, but uh, say Hannah, do you done all this ten bill ten bells tribute because Hannah was raising money for the teenage cancer trust, even though she had cancer, and she um, she had a blog that she was writing because. When she was diagnosed with her being so young with bowel cancer, uh, there was nothing. She, as kids do, they all go online, don't they? Google things. There was nothing for her age group about bowel cancer. So Hannah done this online blog um, to to let them know the journey through bowel cancer for anyone young. Yeah. And it, it, you know, I, I'm a obviously I'm a dad and would say, but 
it was fantastic. Like, I'm very proud. She had thousands of people there support it. Like, yeah, I remember following her. I remember yeah. reading her blog. No, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was great. And uh, like I said, and she was right while she was going through all that, she was raising money for the uh, Teenage Cancer Trust. Like, and that, very proud of her, as you can imagine. Like, yeah. In in the end, as I say, you know, when Hannah passed away, I, I remember thinking, as a as a dad myself, I remember thinking, well, I don't think. Mark will ever come back to boxing, yes. you know, and but, like but then that, you yeah. did come back in March, yeah. and uh, so I'd like to think boxing helped. Yeah, it de- helped you. Did, it's like yeah. therapy a little bit. It definitely did. Even even when Hannah was ill, you know, and I'd st- still go to some shows before she got really, really ill. Um, it took me mind off of them couple hours, like and that, and you know, getting to a show. Even there was some shows, like even when I wasn't refing, they they invited me to go and I'd sit ringside watching. Because I, I love the sport anyway, but uh, it did take my mind off things for a bit and that. And like you know, Hannah was, she was very proud of what I was doing. So, you know, I'd like to think uh, Hannah is proud of what I've done since, like, as well, you know. Yeah. Do you yeah. think when you were in France, the European title fight, you know, that another, another benchmark, you think, she's looking down. Yeah. I know she's looking down with a smile on her face. Yeah. Seeing her sh- dad in the middle of France. Can't understand French, but yeah. he's right in the middle of oh, it all. Oh, it's funny, yeah. It, it was funny, that. Trying to talk to the two. And I think they could, the thing is, I think they could speak English, like, but uh, there's me, like, in broken English, trying to talk to them. Hello, I am your effort, you know, and all this stuff, <laughs> they think. Oh. Yeah. That, that, that was a cracker. You know, a crack and fight to be a part of, you know, anything like that where it's a close decision and everything yeah. else. But looking back over all the fights that you've done, 721, um, do any stand out now in the back of your, in the back of your mind? Because you've done so yeah. many now, I guess it must must be difficult. But them central areas, one ice, was it Ismail against uh, Col- yeah. Colquhoun? Uh, Andy Colquhoun. Andy Colquhoun, great that fight, was a yeah. crack and fight. Great, great fight. And do you know that? I mean, everyone has their own opinions, but I added a draw. And I can remember both corners. Like John Smith was in uh, Adam Ismail's uh, corner. Great kid, like great lad. And uh, uh, John thought Adam's money. And there was uh, Nigel Travis and Jamie Moore in Calhoun's yeah. corner. And they both thought they won. So I thought it was a fair decision. Like both crack and fight, both courts, both give it everything. Yeah. Like I said, the area titles are. Brilliant, to Andy. Yeah. I don't think Andy's fought since then, though. You know, I don't think I don't think Adam has. Yeah. I think both. Oh no, I think I, yeah. I think both, both of them. Yeah. They've both. Uh... I mean, they possibly took a bit out of each other that night as well. It was a good good fight. But you know, not just title fight. I mean, my British first British title done. Uh, uh, Jason Wellborn and uh, Tommy Langford. That was a great fight. Like to be honest, yeah. for me first one. But going back to some of the four rounds, I've had some. I can remember doing one at the Olympian. It was a uh, Masha. Against um, oh, I can't think the other kid's name. Bit of a genuine lad from Nottingham way, and what a great fight! I I actually afterwards went in and spoke the other kid. Can't think of his name. Terrible. It went into him and said, "I'd tell you what, mate. You've done brilliant there. Like you know, I as a as a ref, I'm refing it, but I was like a fan. I, yeah, I felt like at the end of every round, applauding them. <laughs> they, they could have fought in the phone box to pay them, like. And as you know, Mass is a nice kid, isn't he? Like as like I say, ninety nine percent of them, they're all they're all really nice kids. And I I have to obviously I there's a boundary. I as an official I can't really be over friendly with, with them. them all. Yeah, can't, of you can't do that. I mean, I like them. You know, and it's not just because they're from my city or wherever they're from. I mean, in sports, obviously I'm from Liverpool and I like Liverpool lads to do well. But if I'm officiating them, if I'm reffing them, 
and it's only fair for the sport. If if they get beat, they get beat. You know yeah. that's that's it. Because you know you you you're ruining the sport if I'm giving the decision just because I like this kid or he's from my city or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be honest. You know, it's, you've got to be honest. If they get beat, they get beat. Yeah, you know, exactly. As an official, do you go into fights like fight like fans do a little bit and go like, oh. I know this kid, he's tough, so I won't jump in so soon because I know he can yeah. weather the storm. Or I know this kid's favours a big left hook, so I'll, you know, or in his last fight, he, he did yeah. a lot of low blows. I'll keep my eye on him. Maybe, maybe in a way, but you just weigh it up while you're in there because this, this, it's happened sometimes. You've, you've watched a kid and you think, uh, oh, he looks tasty. And then, then you're effing him and he's, he's getting a, getting it hard and like, and you yeah. think, bloody hell. But nah, it's, yeah, I think you just try and weigh it up and say, don't try and pre, prejudge them. I mean, there's, there's some kids I go in there and I do like them. I think I like his style and everything about him. But you know, I'm still obviously impartial. If the other kid does better, he. But there is, yeah, there is some kids you go into the ring and you think I like this kid. You know, because I'm a fan as well. You know, you know, if, if I was sat outside, I'd be watching. I thinking it's great him. kid him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nice being in the ring with somebody. You know, you're in the ring with some top lads. You know, yeah. It's, I am, you know, I feel privileged to be in the position I am. That I'm, I'm in there sharing the ring with them. Yeah. I mean, it was great, for, great for me when I ref here. You know, the Echo, well, the MS Bank as it's MS called Bank now. Arena, as it but is uh, now, yeah. you know, the Echo Arena's our, our, our local arena. I think boxing in Liverpool's come on since they've had the arena as well. Massively. Because I can remember when I was a kid there uh, going to the old stadium with my dad. Okay, not, yeah. not all time, but I seen the. Uh, Conti defended his world title there. Len Hutchins, wasn't it? Len Hutchins, mm-hmm. third round. And unbeknown at the time, I mean, you might know it now, Leon Spinks was having a second pro fight on that bill. Yeah, of course. He fought a fella from uh, Bolton, Peter Freeman, stopped him in the first, yeah. Wow. I mean, I didn't know that at the time. But, you know, when I've looked back on it, yeah. Leon Spinks fought. Uh, well, has him Rathman like... fought at Everton Park? Did he? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Early in his career, I think. Seen him not long ago, fight. you know, at York Hall. I was at York Hall and he was in there. Uh, you know the the lads, the African lads who boxes up in Scotland there, Bacoli. Yeah, yeah. The the lads who was fighting, I, you know, I'm terrible at names. The lads who was fighting him, the American uh, Hassan Rahman was in his uh, oh, corner. Right. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, so he, he must be doing a bit of training now. You know, coaching lads. So well, you do sometimes. You know, when you're at shows and you you see someone in the even at the Gemini last week, my nephews who were there like. Um, Michael Jennings was had a kid up from Charlie, oh, like, like, yeah, yeah. And I said, seeing him, he, he fought Cotter women, Madison Square. Who did? Yeah. Said to him, no, he didn't. I, I had to get him up on box <laughs> to show him. Said, I'm telling you, he fought, fought Cotter. Yeah. yeah. Great, you know, that, though. I love that. Yeah. I love that side of the sport, especially. Oh, yeah. You know, there, there's him fighting for the world title, and he. Now he's, he's cornering some he's kid just, in his just in a, a kid, little sport. Kid gloves center, bouts. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, in terms of your own career, then, as a referee, you know, Aspirationally, is it a world title fight next? Would you love to referee abroad more? Yeah, but like, like to, I'd, I'd love to at some stage if if it ever happens, box eh, referee in America because a box there like as, as an amateur and I've got family there. And that, but if if it could happen, Anfield, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, and hopefully it will. They've got that license now. I, I hope it. I hope it happens to get a, a show at Anfield. Yeah, I, yeah. I rang a, a good way to mine. Tony Barrett, he's like he's like oh, family yeah, liaison yeah. fella now. He's sound Tony. I worked with him for years at Liverpool Echo, and I messaged him and was like, "What's going on at Anfield? The Reds have placed because apparently Eddie Aim is saying yeah, it's, it's more f- expensive than Wembley. Yeah, it's crazy. The money they're asking for. So, 
But I, I just think at the moment we're waiting on a big fight for Callum Smith. Aren't yeah, we? I think if, so. If yeah. they can get a big fight for Callum, if, you know, if they can get a Kovalev or, or a Triple G, yeah, then like potentially. That, yeah. But the, I mean, there's even talk he might go to light heavy, isn't it? Well, that's one of the Kovalev fights could well come off. But that's what that's the. We need something like that It'd be great to do Anfield. That's what you I know need. they had had the one at Goodison the other year, which is fantastic for all the Blues and, yeah, yeah. and for anyone else in the city. Like, But it was mad that day. I should have been on that, you know. And then uh, I think about a week before I got asked, can you go to Sheffield? A little four-fight four bill in Sheffield. It was good. To, it was a lovely day, wasn't it, that yeah. day? Like, and uh, I thought, oh... You know, obviously I love the sport. Went went to Sheffield, but I'm checking out my phone and all this to see how... Fights are going at Goodison and all. Seeing some referee and he had mates from Sheffield who's refereeing. Yeah. Like, oh. I had mates who were there in the crowds, you know, at Goodison. And so in the weeks leading up to it, I've been saying, yeah, I'm refereeing at Goodison. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, which would have been great as well. Yeah, obviously, been to hundreds of games, that, you know, derbies and all that. Because at one time, I never used to miss a game. Like, travelled all over with, with the Reds as you have yourself. Of yeah. course, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, what would be who'd be the pinnacle fight right now? Would you say would it be Joshua? Would it be for me to death? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think so, but I don't think because I've I've got him at the WBC now. Once you with the, you can't work with any of the other world governing bodies. Right. Okay. If you're with WBA, you can do the IBF and WBO and all that. That's right. WBC, WBC is just EBU, one year exclusive for yeah. them. Yeah. 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 So yeah, obviously any any of the big fights, but I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm, the, the Echo Arena, uh, I think I'm on that one uh, in a few weeks. Well, the MS Bank. And uh, I think that's a cracking bill, you know. Yeah. So, as a ref, do you look at that and think, oh, I hope I get fouled. Yeah. Well, or, or, I hope I get, you know, big places. Yeah, or... I do, I think. But I also, even just to sit there and watch them, because, like I say, first and foremost, I'm a fan of this sport. I love it. So, I'm just glad I'm on that bill, because I think it's a cracking night, that. You know, I think there's some great fights on that, that night. And I was made up, Pricey's got this one, you know. Cash Alley, I know he's done a bit of sparring with him and all that. I've ref Cash Alley and he's, you know, it'd be a good fight that as well, I think. Yeah. Good one for Pricey, yeah. yeah. But the, the undercard, I think Robbie Davis against Joe Hughes, I think that's a cracker. Smoke. You know, the, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, Tom Farrell against uh, Philip Bowles. I was in York all last week. I was a judge on that when he, he won the Commonwealth only last week. Um, mm-hmm. uh, stopped it kid in the second round so I think that'd be a good fight yeah. I like Tom Tom's a good game. I like, like again I've got to be careful saying I like them because you, you know, that gig yeah no but I mean I like them all though. they're all good, good lads you know but uh, yeah I think that's a cracking bill absolutely yeah. listen thank you so much for joining us thank you for oh, coming to the studio Nick, Mark. Yeah. much appreciated and uh, hopefully we get that world title fight this year yeah that'd be great and if anyone likes the art boxing, get down to some of the shows. Yeah, buy your tickets off the fighters. Yeah, that's that, the that, main that's thing. That's it, yeah. And Wilder Fury 2, once it's made, if you need a ref, we yeah. know a man. Yeah, we yeah. know a man. Yeah. Happy to travel. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Fight Thanks. Disciples. If you if you fancy the fight in this weekend, Cage Warriors 101 down the Exhibition Centre. I'll be there at Cage side. Um, and if you want to get full, ca- full catch up with all the results from that weekend, uh, join me back here next Tuesday night. You've been listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. For much more than us, visit our website at Fight Disciples on social media and fightdisciples.com online there's loads more content in there and as i say i'll see you back here next week thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via itunes